Welcome to the Random Ask Podcast. If you couldn't tell by the name, this is a podcast where we bring on random guests, we ask them random questions, we try and learn a little bit. We have local people that know what they're doing and are masters in their field, and we try and just have a little fun while we're trying to get a little educated. I'm Taj Sander, a local realtor. I meet a lot of cool people in real estate. I sell good houses, I buy good houses, let's get into it. So joining me this week on the Random Ask podcast, we've got Paige Badminton. Hello. <laughs> Paige, welcome to the show. Why don't you tell the people at home what you do and what you're all about? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I'm actually originally from North Vancouver. Um, I've been back and forth from Kamloops almost all my life. And uh, just recently, last May, um, I launched my own private dining and catering business. What's it called? Uh, it's called Sage and Plate. And where can people find you? Um, you guys can search me up on Facebook, uh, just straight Google or Instagram. At Sage and Plate? At Sage and Plate. Nice. So you started last May. How's how's it been just getting your foot in the door and building a new business and starting up? Yeah. Um, it's It's been quite a journey, honestly. Like myself just being a first-time business owner, it's been uh, quite the challenge. I've had some very normal hurdles that a lot of fresh business owners do. Um, but Kamloops has shockingly like been very well receiving the business. Nice. Um, we had like obviously the normal lull in January, but other than that, like we've been pretty much full throttle the whole entire time. And what is it like? What does your what do you do in your business? Yeah. Like- um, so I base the business solely around um, private dining, going into people's houses, cooking them three, four, five course meals. Um, sometimes we do drink pairings, more of like a we're entertaining so the host doesn't have to, nice. right? The host can just sit back, hang out with everyone, have some drinks. We take care of the cleanup, the food. We bring dishware, glassware, everything like that. Um, so it just takes a lot of pressure off of people that like to host. Um, and then also to keep business flowing, we do meal prep programs. We do corporate lunches. Um, we supply stores with baked goods and stuff like that. That's so cool about like going into someone's house and cooking there because I remember, oh, it's been years, but – I remember when I went to Toronto in like 2014 or 2015, my brother was all about that. And it was like a big thing yeah. out there. And he was talking about bringing somebody over to do it in Kamloops and yeah. offer that. But I was like, Kamloops is, Kamloops is a town where it's slow to adopt new trends. A hundred percent. And so yeah. like, yeah, it took like almost <laughs> eight to 10 years yeah. <laughs> for somebody to come and do it here. Yeah. But What's the craziest thing you've seen at someone's house when you're like doing this? <laughs> you don't have to say any names, but like, what was like one thing where you're just like, "Shit, uh, this is really happening." So, like, what's what's the free range on this podcast right now? Everything, everything's free right now. Um, most recently, um, I was just serving the last dessert course, and everyone just took a mushroom capsule. <laughs> well, that's not bad. Which I loved. I was like, "Yeah, fucking." get after it just yeah well how how strong was that <laughs> i have no idea the, there was a uh, mushroom capsules and then another group did like hella edibles <laughs> but the, the, the fucking funny thing was is that the mushroom dinner they uh they waited for the last course whereas the edible dinner they waited for the second course and it was a sixth course so by the time we had dinner they were just fucking gone <laughs> 
That's odd, man. That's one thing I found too. Is like it is surprising how many people in Kamloops enjoy um, those kinds of things, like edibles and mushrooms. Hundred percent. Which I didn't, I didn't really expect. But you know what? The more I, I get to know Kamloops, the more common I'm seeing it. You know what I mean? Yeah, and it's kind of cool. <laughs> like, good for you guys, man. Yeah, like get after it, go for it. Yeah, and I think. It, I think that's good to uh, just expand your psychological well-being yeah. for doing uh, psychedelics and whatnot. Open that third eye. Do it. Yeah. Be one with self. <laughs> <laughs> but like, yeah, I don't know. Like, uh, so how long were you there for after they ingested the capsule? Did you see them like tripping balls afterwards or were you just like, no, I'm out? <laughs> uh, grandma was getting a little bit giggly. <laughs> grandma took it? Hell yeah. She was oh. like, She's like, no, guys, don't fucking embarrass me. And she's like. She looked at me. She's like, Paige, I love you. Don't judge me. And then she popped this fucking mushroom capsule. I was like, no, go after it. I'm like, let me know if you need water. Like, I'll be your spirit guide for the night. Wow. I was thinking, like, I didn't think, like, it was, like, a family dinner. I was, like, uh, just, like, a couple of bros getting together. Like, oh, yeah, let's hang out or something. No. But, like, a It was, fa- it was okay. six women. Three of them over 50. Okay, this is getting wilder and wilder the more you tell it. The more I'm just, like... Damn. Damn. Did you bring these? Like, no. Is, is, this, is this part of your service? Is, th- is this a service I need to tap into? <laughs> yeah, this is why Camels you're blowing let me up. Know, yeah. <laughs> We're just doing some uh, research here for... Yep. <laughs> We're going to drop a poll in the comments if you can let us know. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um. Damn. I did, I did not expect <laughs> that, but that's cool. Good on you for yeah. uh, whoever's just giving her at uh, family dinners. That's... Uh, <laughs> Family gatherings are changing from here on out. Yeah, it sounds like it. Wow. Yeah. Um. So you do that, and then what's the other stuff you do? Like meal prepping and planning and corporate events. Yes. So like, how many of those have you been to where like people are just dropping troops? Uh, corporate events, none. None. Okay, that's good. Uh, uh, that's that's a good sign. That's a good sign. Um. Yeah, and then for meal prep, I've just got like a couple families, a couple double income, no children, households as well. So yeah. pretty much people that are finding themselves a little bit too busy to maintain um, like healthy eating throughout the week. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man, I might have to hit you up because yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I'm one of those people. I was just telling the guys like, yeah, my eating schedule is not, not very <laughs> good. But uh, where do you operate out of? Then. Um, so currently we have a one-year lease at the Commodore downtown. Nice. Um, a lot of people are very familiar with it because they're bumping student nights. They got throwback hip-hop nights, live DJ, stuff like that. Um, so we have it uh, during the day. Usually I'm there from like anywhere from seven to five sort of thing. Nice. But uh, yeah, we're there for a year and then who knows what's going to happen after that. So what we do normally with the show is... Well, what I have been doing is we bring people on and I get to know them a little bit. But you asked to go for coffee before. I did, yes. I was like, damn, we went for coffee and I tried not to ask you any questions. Yeah, we tried not to interview each yeah, other. Yeah, I was like, damn. But one thing you told me about was that you're a big music fan. Hell and yeah. the one thing that I remember is you mentioned you love Jay Dilla. Yes. Who I also love. And I'm pretty sure that we've met once before at some point in my life because I remember one time I don't know I can't even remember where I was but I know I was like downtown somewhere having a good night and I remember meeting a girl probably looked like you maybe looked like you <laughs> but it's the only girl in Camelot that was like I love Jay Dilla and I have like his albums on wax and I was like 
it's got that be, sounds like me. yeah 100%. like that's the only person yeah, that yeah. i could imagine yeah but why are you so into music how did you get like that deep of a connection with music and jay dilla and other types of tunes yeah absolutely um so my dad like he was very my dad was all over the place as well like he was reggae he was metal he was um classic he took me to a vivaldi concert when i was like 12 so like i was very well around on that side and then my mom was very like 90s r&b hip-hop soul funk pop all that sorts of stuff and then i had people that were like in my life at different points and i got into like old country and punk and electronic dance music um and just kind of my library just kept like growing and growing and I felt a connection to all of them um, on like different levels. Like there's different seasons. I listen to different types of music depending on like where my mental health is at or like how I'm feeling in my day. You know what I mean? So I just found that I could easily connect with with a lot of artists. And um, yeah, I, I'm absolutely obsessed. So what kind of tunes are you bumping lately? Like what's what's the vibe right now? For the Paige? vibe right now. Um, well, spring is sprung, so sun is shining. I'm hitting up like a lot of Anderson Pack, um, nice. Daniel Caesar, even some like Thundercat, Flying Lotus, um, Tronada, that kind of stuff. Nice. Yeah. I found like myself I'm going more and more into hip hop and like rap between yeah. probably like 1988 and like 1998. Oh hell yeah. And that's like that's where I really enjoy it and that's kind of what I'm going back to more and more and more. Totally. Like um I was listening to Too Short today. Fuck yeah. Ice Cube. Nice. Um Naughty by Nature. Nice. Like and hell I was yeah. just like yeah, I just like yeah. feel good kind <laughs> of stuff and I'm like that's where I want to be all the time. Yeah. Um uh, and I think that's like the I think that's the key, and I enjoy it a lot. And it's not really this new shit. I don't know if I could keep listening to. Oh God, it, it's not for me, man. There's too much, and it's like not the greatest. Yeah, like overall, yeah. like ninety percent of it is garbage, and then you got to sift through it to find like that ten percent. But yeah, and that's an investment of my damn time. You know what I mean? I can't like, do it anymore. Yeah, I like. Uh, I was younger, and it was easy to just like sit there for hours and just like sort through the new music, find out what I like, and now I'm reverting to like stuff I've been listening to for the past few years because it's just I can't. <laughs> it's so much time to listen to like find new artists mm -hmm. or even like listen through their album to find like the songs cuz now that's the other thing. You can't listen to a full album and expect the whole thing to or like the yeah. majority of it to be good cuz totally. like people are putting out like two albums a year in some cases yeah. and it's like two albums a year and then there's only like two probably like single tracks on there that I'm actually going to vibe to like yeah maybe majority like of the time one good one and the rest is like filler right it's like come on man. whereas like you listen to like old school hip-hop like if you listen to slum village I can listen to fantastic volume two front and back yeah every fucking day of my life yeah you know what I mean there's like, certain albums that just hit like yeah and so to me it goes back to like the Tupac versus yeah. Biggie yeah because Biggie put out two albums and front to back they're like insane yeah. and then tupac put out like 25 albums and it's you gotta sift through it to you find, gotta sift through it yeah but yeah. i don't know <sighs> it's tough <laughs> it's tough it's tough do you okay do you listen to music when you're when you're doing your thing when you're cooking and stuff oh yeah like what's the vibe in the kitchen oh that also depends on the day 
Really? Yeah, like if it's, uh, I don't know, like even when it's sunnier and I'm not listening to hip hop, I'll listen to like, mm, like psych rock, indie rock sort of stuff. Um, and there's sometimes where I just need to put on like stoner doom metal and just fucking bake a bunch of shit. I don't know. Like You can bake to metal? Oh, yeah. Oh, man, that's weird. But I think that you might be like visualizing a different type of metal. Like when I'm talking about like stoner doom, like beats per minute, like very slow, very like sludgy. I think I know like what you're talking. Yeah, yeah. I have like, I've listened to these bands. Yeah. And I like I'm visualizing them, but I just can't. So here's the other problem that I have with Spotify now. I don't really remember band names. I just remember the the JPEG of like the album oh cover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like I'm trying to <laughs> I'm trying to think of what the name is, but it's just like uh, I can't. Yeah, that's fair. Oh man, that's one thing that I'm actually like decently good at is like remembering what song came from what album mm. whereas like my fiance he can be like oh yeah in this time in like in 1988 this was the drummer that year and i'm like how the fuck do you remember that <laughs> I, that's messed to me i like yeah i'm a hit or miss yeah it it depends but i don't know I'm, <laughs> i feel like i'm slipping as i get older i'm getting too old <laughs> I'm in like the twilight of my life. <laughs> I can't remember song titles anymore. It's over. Yeah. Uh, what have I become? <laughs> it's okay. You know what you like. Yeah. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. That's that's why I keep listening to the same songs over and over because right? I can remember the names. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Uh, damn. Okay. So you, you started this business in the middle of the pandemic. What was it like getting it off the ground? Like what were some of the biggest hurdles that you had to overcome? Oh, that's a good question. Um. Let's see, like I stopped working, I remember like December 30th. And what were you doing for work before? Um, That's been a big journey, but um, so what happened is I helped open up Forno, which is now Underbelly. Okay. Um, That unfortunately did not survive the pandemic, but that's okay because they're doing good stuff over there right now as well. Um, So once I heard that Forno was going to be no longer... I talked to the owners because I was part of the leadership crew and uh, they gave me the full transparency story. So I went to my friends over at Iron Road, which I helped open as well, um, and they offered me a job. I said, hey, I need some part time gig just to like have some money. Um, So I started serving and I was back in the kitchen as well, um, which was really good for networking and stuff like that because I was serving people beer and just chatted with them naturally charismatic and – then I stopped working there December 30th, and it took me till May, middle of May, to launch. Um, so in that time, I was doing business planning, menu development, uh, sourcing a bunch of stuff, trying to find a kitchen, getting my um, – So at what point were you like, I'm, I want to do this, and then like at what point was the idea birthed? And then like Ooh, until that mm-hmm. would be uh, – That would be when Forno shut down. Oh, so right away. So, so you, while you in were pandemic. Working. Yeah. Okay. So like we anticipate trying to be open. I remember all of the crew went over to Noble Pig, um, all the leadership crew, and we took all the food. We vac sealed. We downsized. We deep cleaned the kitchen and we all worked for like six days or something. And then they're like, okay, we have a day off. And that was like peak COVID. So we all got a little nervous because we didn't know what to expect. And uh, we ended up being closed. And they're just like, I think we're going to stay closed because we don't know who's hanging out with who. We don't want to risk anybody, right? So then all of a sudden we had that two, three, four, five weeks off. 
before we started. You know what I mean? That before one day turned into like two months. <laughs> totally. Yeah, I remember that. When yeah. I was like going to the grocery store and like washing my bag of chips and things, like totally. washing everything before I yeah, brought oh man. Yeah. So it was it was in that time when I was at home and was doing what everyone else did. I was drinking white claws and trying to work out. <laughs> I was not trying to work out. I was, yeah, Yeah. the pandemic was a bitch of a time. Yeah. Just for everybody. The beginning of it was so brutal. Yeah. When we were just trying to figure out what's going on. We're just like, everybody's going to die. Yeah, (laughs) right? No one fucking look at me or else you're going to kill me. Yeah. Oh, man. I didn't talk to my friends, like, for months. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, a lot of them still don't talk to me. (laughs) Oh, Damn. Fuck. No, it's 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 weird because like everybody gets into their routines and then you get separated and divided, right? Yeah. Um, and I just like dove into my work much yeah. probably like you did. Yeah. Because when you establish your own business, it's not like you can rely on somebody else to do anything. Totally. You gotta be the one in there yeah. doing everything, setting things up, like finding clients, preparing the product, whatever it is, right? Like 100%. it's it's all you. Yeah. What were like some of the biggest learning curves of just being a a business owner and like because you you've been responsible for like the serving and cooking aspect before but then like taking the reins on the whole organization what was that like yeah that was um maybe a bit of a shock for myself because even when i was over at forno like i was one of the cdps and i was doing a lot of work there right it was all really good work but it was a lot different taking a step back and then doing it entirely for myself you know what I mean? Like, okay, yeah, I can go and do inventory and all this other stuff, but until it's actually myself and then I'm now having to do the emails and the bookkeeping and stuff like that. That was my biggest hurdle is creating that time management for myself to make sure that I'm giving everyone the same respect and quality of service that they deserve. Mm, that's true. Yeah. And, like, it's huge in that indus- any industry where it's, like, service-based because the thing I find is, like, one bad review is going to travel way further than like 10 good reviews. Totally. And so you have to be like on that all the time Mm -hmm. and make sure that you're doing what your clients want. I feel like it might be hard for you though, especially like going into someone's house and like if they're already having trouble with like hosting a dinner party or whatever, then the stress is like elevated already. So like do you ever go and like the expectations are super high? There's been a couple. Um, those ones, I was like, there's, most of my dinners have been so great where, like, it's weird for me, but there's, like, a round of applause at the end and stuff like they, that. They literally 100% give you- round of applause. I'm just like, okay, like, here's your last course. I'll explain it with the drink pairing. And I'm like, I'm just going to let you guys do that. I'm going to start cleaning up the kitchen. And I get fucking stand up, hands, like, <laughs> big old applause. And so I just, like, slowly bow backwards. I'm like, thank you so much. <laughs> I just get awkward and I clam up and I don't know what to do. <laughs> you need to like come up with like a victory dance. Totally, yeah. Fucking like, take a lap and cue like uh, the Academy Awards music or whatever, and then totally. like give a little speech. Yep. Yeah. Hundred percent. Thank you, should... you so much for having me here tonight. I'm so grateful. <laughs> you should hand okay. Right at that moment is when you should hand out like an iPad to everyone to give you like a review because in that moment they're gonna probably love you. Hundred percent. I should have done that to the mushroom guests. They would have loved it. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, no. <laughs> but those guys will send the crew and you guys should do like a video <laughs> testimonial. 
then people are going to be like, what the fuck did she put in the food? What the hell is happening over there? Yeah. <laughs> this looks cool. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is what we want. <laughs> totally right. Uh, Hopefully this uh, this brings in more clients, you know? <laughs> it might. I think I don't see why not. Right? Yeah. But yeah, there's been a... Yeah, most of them have been really, really good. Um, there have been a couple where I'm cooking, preparing, and plating, and then people are talking to themselves, whereas like a lot of people will be like, oh my God, this is so good. So it's weird when there's people that are like kind of more like tight-knitted and they're just telling them each other how good it is and then I can't hear it. So I'm just staying there cooking and I'm nervous now because I'm like, fuck, I'm here for two more hours. Like, I hope they like it. Like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, it's weird because I don't know what like the etiquette is. And then like, if you're cooking, do you eat too? Like, do you cook, uh, like, if you're cooking them a meal, do you, like, cook some stuff for yourself, dude? <laughs> like, I mean, like, if there's an extra couple potatoes, <laughs> then I might. Uh, I don't, like, make myself a full meal. Like, I'll, uh, I'll say, I do you like my taster <laughs> I'd, I'd be like, you guys are paying for this. You're paying for it. I'm eating. I charge them for the plate. Yeah. <laughs> totally, yeah. Might as well. Right. They're like, what's this extra service fee for? <laughs> uh, this is, yeah, this is your uh, quality testing. Yeah, 100%. You can justify it. Right? Yeah. I'll figure it out. Probably. Yeah, no one come at me. <laughs> yeah, I think it makes sense. Yeah, you just you just gotta say shit with enough confidence, and then people will be like, "Yeah, okay." Oh, 100 percent. And that, that's the key with those like high end ones. It's like I just gotta come in like I'm part owner of this house. You yeah, know what I mean. This like, kitchen is mine. This now. kitchen is mine. Yeah, everyone, please respectively go away. Yeah, because I'm doing my damn shit. <laughs> What's the biggest party that you've catered for? Biggest party, let's see. I don't know. I've done um. Are we talking like price point? No, like people point. Like, people point. Like hmm. how many, what's the mass of the people? For private dinner, I would say 10. That's decent. That's respectable. Which is nice because then I don't need a lot of staff. Um, but I did just book some like very big ones this year. Um, so like I've got a wedding of over 100. I've got an offsite like out of town wedding for 54. And that's like, that one's going to be huge. Um, and then I'm doing a rehearsal dinner for, uh, 35 people. So those are going to be like my biggest events today. I mean, corporate, I've done like 90 people. What's like, what's the point where you'd be like capping it being like, I can't do that much. Um, well, I did take on the hundred wedding because it's a canapé style. I just like, I don't have the manpower right now to do a whole plated dinner service. Mm. So this one's cool because it's just a long table service. It's just appies of, or platters of appies. Yeah. Um, that I can easily take on, but it's when it gets into that plated stuff, because then I need to think of all the cutlery, all the glassware, all the plateware, how I'm going to bring all this freaking food there if they have enough room to hold it all. Right. So that's, that's where I kind of differentiate it is like, it depends on how high maintenance, um, like the main food portion of the night is. So like I try to cap out myself, um, private dinners generally around that, like 12 to 15. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. But that's good for the people at home to know. Yeah. And yeah, because like I was sitting there trying to think like, how the hell would I organize? Because I've never thought about organizing a dinner for like that many people. And I was like, nah. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like I could do like usually just for one. (laughs) (laughs) And that's that's a lot of work for me. So like to do for like 100 people, I'm sitting here like, 
Yeah. I don't know what the hell I would do. Yeah. So like anything pretty much exceeding like that 15 is when I kind of push people into like the platter stuff. Yeah. Is because I don't need to spend so much time plating it individually. Yeah. It's like, here's a stack of plates. Here's your cutlery. Have at Here's it. your tongs to pick up the food. Yeah. Right. And that's like, that's good. But it's, again, it's just the private dining is, is a lot of work. Like I fill up my whole entire car with um, pots, pans, cooking utensils, plates, glasses, food. Oh, menus. you don't use any of their stuff? I use none of their stuff. Oh, I even bring my, my own God. cleaning equipment. That's wild. I thought like you just yeah. like show up, cook, and then be like, all right, peace. No, like <laughs> this is a full, full on, like I'm, I'm there never less than like four hours. Wow. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> That's big. You know what? That would be kind of a cool, uh, like a home buyer's gift. Totally. Oh Let's man, collab. I feel a sweet little collaboration yeah. coming on because that would be really neat for, especially like if, like once they're moved in, because then they can have like a decent meal. Fuck yeah, and then not have to like worry because you do everything. Totally. Oh, dope. Yeah, people love it, and like the I've done um I've done a decent amount of dinners for two people. And they absolutely love it. Yeah. They feel so so special because, oh my goodness, I'm so sorry. Right. <laughs> they feel so special because you're getting like full on high end restaurant service in your house and you still don't have to lift a fucking finger. You don't got to waste money on gas. Yeah. Wow. This yeah. is cool. Because, okay, here's the thing. I checked you out on Instagram and I didn't <laughs> want to talk to you about this because I was just like, I don't know. She like cooks and shit. I don't really know. <laughs> <laughs> I, wasn't, I wasn't really sure. Yeah, yeah. And shout out to uh, our buddy Jim Elliott, who Jim suggested Elliott. Yeah. that I have you on the show. Um, He's the man. Oh, uh, beauty. Love but that guy. that's why I was like, okay, whatever. It doesn't matter yeah. who you are, what you do. I was like, I'll bring you on and we'll have a conversation. But now, yeah, I checked out your thing and you were doing um, the boxes. What were those about? Yeah. So, like, that's what I thought you did was just like little takeaway kits. Oh, I see. No. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's a bit bigger of an operation yeah, than that. Yeah, it sounds like it. Um, yeah, those boxes were cool. We, um, so I share a kitchen with um, Ashley of Marianne's Macarons, best macarons in Kamloops. I'll tell you that much. Nice. Yeah. Um, her and I, we share a kitchen together. Um, and she had the connection with Provado because they were doing like farmer's markets and stuff. So she would go over there. Um, she built that connection and, um, she was dropping off, um, some macarons one time and, uh, one of the ladies from Provado was there. So I introduced myself, tried to network, tried to make that connection, gave them my business card and, uh, yeah, they reached out or I reached out to them a few weeks later and, uh, they had their opening weekend for Provado just opened so ashley and i we collabed and we created a tasting box to match their wines oh so you paired it yeah yeah okay so she had the macarons mm -hmm. what did you throw in the box i did what did i do i did a mascarpone lemon mousse tartlet because it's just meant to be like little bites for each person yeah and then um i did the uh, fancy stuff is always small Always small. <laughs> which, it's gotta which, be. which is irritating because, like, <laughs> I'm a big guy and I would like, <laughs> you eat like a little thing and you're like, this is it. Yeah. This is it. That's but, all I get. I mean, <laughs> we yeah. try to be gen generous with it, but we do as much as we can. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <sighs> yeah. Okay. Well, okay. So you had the, oh, the tart. Yeah. We had the moose tartlet and then we had spicy cucumber and bao bun. If you're familiar. Oh, I love bao. I love bao. So that's hitting all of my uh, so menus just, right now. Just cucumber and bao? And yeah. Like... So it was like this Asian spicy cucumber with like Korean chili powder, 
uh, rice vinegar, a little bit of sugar. Um, You're going to hear my stomach growling in like two seconds yeah. here because I'm getting so hungry <laughs> listening to you. I know. I can't tell if it's my phone going off in my pocket or it's my stomach because I'm so fucking hungry. <laughs> uh, I wish that I was I like usually fast all day. Yeah. And um, right now I'm really regretting it because I'm sitting here like. But Maybe love, not the best day I for it. <laughs> but I love Bao. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, we just did like a beet cake with a uh, thyme glaze for the uh, red. It was really good. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> like, damn it. <laughs> I do I do keto as well, so it's like there's none of that that I could eat, but I yeah. want to try like all of it. But we can dream about it. And I know, exactly, yeah. which is the worst. Yeah. Because, like, what's going to happen is, like, I'm going to go home and try and make, like, a keto version of it. It's going to take me, like, six hours because keto recipes are extremely complicated. Totally. And then, like, I'm going to finish it and it's going to taste like shit. And I'm going to be like, man, this sucks. Yeah. Uh, That's so funny. Yeah. Just like a dead silence. I know. I'm like, where do we go from uh, um, keto bow buns? I'm pretty disappointed. How do we come back from that one? So what's your training like? Like, what's your education point? Um, so I took the um, culinary course in art in- at Art Institute of Vancouver. Um, did like a major in culinary, a minor in baking and pastry, and then a minor in restaurant ownership and food and beverage. Um, it was a full on fucking year. Let me tell you that. It's not. I, I always thought like that course would be kind of like chill. If if you didn't go to that school where it's like they tr- <laughs> they put as much in as they can in like eleven years, whereas I believe that the tier you culinary program here you can do it in like three years. Mm. I just condensed everything into one year because I already had food experience. Like I was already working in restaurants before. I wanted to get my certificate, and then yeah. I was working in fine dining in Vancouver. Hmm. Yeah. I'm like, I I always thought of it kind of like a joke because of, uh, I, do you remember the infomercials for, like, Le Cordon Bleu? A hundred percent. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That, that was like, I would always tell my buddies that I'm going back to school, and they're like, oh, yeah, what are you doing? I'd be like, I'm going to Le Cordon Bleu. <laughs> because, like, they were all just cheesy. They're like, you can get your life together back at Le Cordon And I'm like... Why is it called like Le Cordon, Le Cordon Bleu? <laughs> like what? I was like, yeah. I don't understand it. Either. I don't understand, but the whole thing to me just seemed like a joke and a yeah. farce. And like, I no, like even the videos are ridiculous too. Like it's just they're so dumb. People in white jackets, like not even doing proper food safe. First of all, I just need to call it out. And like, they're like barehanding stuff I out of an oven. Say, <laughs> he like... fucking reaches into the oven. No fucking mitts. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> That's the, I'm thinking too. I'm like, what the hell is this? I'm like, my life is not getting together if I'm trying to pull a fucking pan of a 400 degree <laughs> oven. Are you kidding me? That's why I was like, this is awesome. <laughs> There's that. And then like, what was the other one where there would be like a dude and he's like, yo, dog, you got to get your life together. Yeah. Um, oh my God. What was that? Phoenix one? University or something? I think so. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was like, those two were the ones that I'd be like, yeah, man, that's where I'm going. And they'd be like, what are you talking about? I'm like, have you seen them on TV? They look really good. <laughs> it's really encouraging me to yeah. go back to school. <laughs> yo, dog, get off the couch. <laughs> like, As I'm on the couch. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm like, me? Me? Are you talking I'm looking around right like, yeah, yeah. oh, he's really talking to me. <laughs> You're like, this is the universe telling me something. <laughs> no, I actually got, no, I have a degree in finance and it's from 
TRU, so I went to a real school. But <laughs> not Phoenix University. Yeah, not Phoenix as much as I wanted to. Yeah. Oh, that yeah. was the dream, but Yeah. <laughs> Dream's not dead. Dream's not dead. I want to go back for my master. Okay. <laughs> I want to uh upgrade. <laughs> I want to do like my dual masters in culinary arts and then whatever Phoenix University specializes yeah. in. And getting off the couch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my uh, my degree in culinary, the cordon bleu, and then also, uh, yeah, getting off the couch and getting my life together. Love that for you. Uh, Can't wait to watch you grow. Yeah, I mean, I feel like we should document it. I feel like we should get the guys to document my journey. Totally. Um, in education at these highly esteemed uh, uh, yes. places. Yeah, that, I mean, if they got the budget to make those wicked commercials, who knows what they could do for your career. Yeah, yeah, they had, the, they had the budget to make the commercials, but like not to fire up the stove. <laughs> like, like, no, no, don't, don't plug it in. Yeah. <laughs> like, They're like, we got to record in the day, open all the windows because the lights are not fucking on. <laughs> no, they had no power. Oh man, wow, that's so funny. Do they? I wonder if they still do those commercials. Who has cable now? I have cable, but I never <laughs> watch it. I do have cable. I was watching like. I was watching CNN and like the most depressing thing is watching the commercials on CNN during the day. Totally. They're just like, are you over 75? And do you have like mesothelioma? And it's just like, it's just pandering to like old people that are like hurt that need health insurance, medicine, or like that have like civil suits against pharmaceutical companies. It's like, were, were you recently hit by a car? Was a door recently closed in your face? Yeah. Call us now. Yeah, it's like <laughs> the most ridiculous scenarios. They're all infomercials, and yes. I'm like sitting there, like I just want to watch the news. Yeah, and yeah, or 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 it just like cuts to like Applebee's. And it's like <laughs> feeling good in the neighborhood. <laughs> like, that's those are the two extremes, yeah. and it's yeah. Those ones are funny, too, because it's, like, the sauce pouring on the chicken or, like, eight <laughs> chicken breasts, like, fucking hitting a pan and, like, bouncing back. And I'm like, what does this do for people? The fun- I was watching, like, a footage of Ukraine, and this was the funniest thing because it was, like, there are, like, eight bodies dead. <laughs> and then, like, right away, there was no pause or anything, and it just cut, cut to, like, an apple piece. <laughs> and it's, like, homegrown chicken fried. <laughs> I was, I was fucking dying. You're like, do we have some respect over there, please? Applebee's, the corporation, they actually put out a statement being like, we're so sorry. Oh, no. We're so sorry. We had no idea that this ad was going to air in the middle of this. But I feel like you should take you should take ad space out on like CFJs and just be like I I only want you to like cut to our commercials after like the most horrific news stories hundred percent and then like we'll get you we'll hit you up with like some sort of goofy country artist oh <laughs> uh, we gotta find this clip guys we gotta find this clip and share it in this story because hundred percent. I need to see this. Oh, man. I really hope, like, this wasn't a dream. Because, like, <laughs> this is going to really ruin it. Uh, but I'm fairly certain this actually happened. Holy fuck. Oh, man. I'm in tears. That's so funny. Uh, this might be a first for the podcast. I don't know the last time I was laughing so hard I was in tears. I love that. Oh, man. Love that for us. <laughs> Applebee's. So where do you compare your food to Applebee's? <laughs> like... 
<laughs> what do you think? Like, hmm. you, like I don't. It looks pretty good in the commercials. <laughs> I mean, what's the what's the rib situation with on on par? Yeah, on par. You're on par with Applebee's. Damn. Fuck. Let's. I mean, let's just say it and go with it. <laughs> I don't know. You're setting the bar pretty high. That's true. Yeah. 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 Damn. Remember, gotta have the confidence. Just have the confidence. Well, here's the thing. Nobody in Canada will really knows. Like, will know. I think Applebee's is only out east, and you're not going out there. No. For now, anyways. For now. Yeah. Yeah. But, damn. <laughs> I don't. I don't know how the hell we got here. No, me neither. I'm. Yeah, I'm like, what was the last thing we were fucking talking about? I don't remember. The <laughs> <Le> cordon blue. <laughs> fucking the cordon blue. God damn. So. I think we're just giving them free publicity. Publicity, free publicity now. Yeah, well, I mean, they probably need it. Honestly, yeah. I haven't seen those commercials come around in yeah. a while. Please enroll in your local Phoenix University and Le Cordon Blue. I don't think we have. Oh, uh, we got like Sprotshaw. We got Sprotshaw. Yeah, we don't have. Yeah, that's all we have for educational places. I think Sprotshaw and TRU. Yeah, but I was gonna say caribou of the college but that's what it used to be before TRU. that's what it used to be yeah and then we have like uh you can reach out to merit and go to nicola valley institute of technology oh. yeah very cool yeah you got the no the cordon blue the cordon blue reach out i'll find you uh, a good space for a campus in Kamloops. yeah yeah <laughs> hit, hit up british columbia yeah we <laughs> need it, it. Work. we need it right <laughs> absolutely damn <laughs> okay so what's next what's next for you though now that we've talked so much about all these other great <laughs> establishments. What about your establishment? What What's your plan for the rest of this year, and what are you gearing up for? Rest of this year, I'm I'm really hoping to work towards um, getting my own commercial kitchen space. Nice. Um, so hopefully Ashley and I, we're going to combine forces. We're hoping to find um, like a nice lot and build our own commercial kitchen out of there so we can grow our businesses. That's just kind of the problem with leasing spaces is it's a lovely temporary solution you know what i mean but right now i can't take on anymore because i don't have enough room for staff or for food or anything like that right so Mm -hmm. my next step is to grow the business by finding a commercial kitchen space that will allow that uh that freedom are you looking to lease or are you looking to buy the realtor in me wants to know so bad right i know that's uh it's up for debate right now Yeah. yeah 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 it's hard um either way it's tough to find a good space that's going to work for you. Totally. And like to buy, it's tough just finding good commercial space anywhere. Yeah. Right. That's not like astronomically priced, 100%. like everything in this market. Yeah. And to lease, it's like, well, what are you getting into? Yeah. Right. Like what, what's the lease term? Like how long can you stay there? Are you going to be able to like grow your business to a certain point and then have to leave again? Or like how long? Totally. So it's a lot, yeah. a lot to kind of, think about yeah but that's exciting yeah i'm uh it it feels good like i'm kind of putting the cap on most of my um events right now just because i do have those big ones coming up yeah um for weddings and stuff so i'm trying to limit myself because i want to truly invest time into making this dream a reality getting the space um but also still having like a quality of life yeah you know what i mean the balance is huge yeah and you lose that like when you're like us and self-employed 100 percent the balance goes out the window really quickly. <laughs> totally. A hundred percent. How do you achieve that? Like what reins you back in when you've just been like working all day? Like what levels me out? 
Yeah. Or like, how do you create that balance or try and achieve that balance between work and life? Um, well, I did. I have strategically set myself uh, certain delivery days. Yeah. So luckily, I do have one employee. Um, his name is Derek. He's great. Um, so right, he's, right now, he's actually back in the kitchen. Um, and uh, we've done all of our training, invested that time. And um, there are certain tasks where I can just like kind of leave him and I'll be like, okay, I'm done an hour before you, right? And he's very much like a very independent worker. So I did help myself out by being like, hey, I can't take it all on by myself. I will need support in other aspects and definitely having one person that I can trust and doesn't mind um, being around for me to rely on. That's what I mean. Delegating is like is crucial. Mm -hmm. And the hard part is, is like finding people that you can trust or that know what they're doing to delegate tasks. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I did the same thing. That's why I have these guys because mm-hmm. all of this stuff, is, like the media, podcasts, videos, is done by them. Yeah, and it frees up so much time for me. Totally. Um, I need to find somebody to do this work wise though too. Hundred percent. Like now, like in terms of contracts and yeah, sending emails for you and stuff. like yeah, that. Yeah, just yeah. all of that, like automating it or at least something, right? Because yeah. it's. <sighs> This is the money maker, and I got to get there this in go. front yeah, of people. Yeah. Yeah. And that's like that's what they say is like. Then same thing probably for you is networking mm-hmm. and meeting people and like establishing relationships where people get to know who you are is how you're going to be able to develop your brand even more. hundred percent. Right? Yeah. So and that's I mean, like it's nice that I have Derek because like on office days I can be like at the kitchen with him, supporting him in whatever he needs, but he can take care of the chop, the slice, the bake, the tidy up as I'm yeah. just like out in the other room and I'm just replying to emails i'm networking with people i'm doing food orders and stuff like that right so it does much the same as you it take it takes yeah. a lot of time off my plate and it's not like that's not the fun stuff exactly yeah and he loves coming to events and stuff like that too so yeah yeah all of like the the office work is like the stuff that kills your soul hundred <laughs> yeah, percent. Yeah, that's yeah, the yeah. shit that you have to do that you hate yeah because that allows you to do the stuff that you love totally and i can only put so much personality into an email you know what i mean oh i can spice it up like there's some flavor in there, but uh, I'm a bit more charismatic in person. <laughs> I'm like, I'm very good with my written word. Yeah. And if like, if I take the time to revise like my emails and stuff, mm-hmm. they can get pretty colorful and nice. descriptive. Fuck yeah. Yeah. I love that. But like when I talk, I'm just like, hey, hey, what's up? <laughs> Want to buy this house? Yeah. Yo, this house is dope. <laughs> this house is sick. And then when I write, I'm like, this is an exquisite home. <laughs> You'll notice the fine detail yeah. in the archway. <laughs> But when I talk, I'm just like, yeah, this shit's hype. Yeah. <laughs> what's uh, what's your favorite stuff to make or like your favorite dish to what's your favorite dish to make or like cook? And what's your favorite dish to eat? Ooh. Ooh. OK. OK. Oh, fuck. Like, I love and hate this question because like. You can throw <laughs> a couple out there, a couple ideas. I've just like I've from like since when I graduated, I worked in like bakeries and kitchens and patisseries so i've done a lot so there's a lot there's a lot i uh i love the science behind baking because it's precise i like um decorating cakes and doing like really beautiful plating um so there's like those two aspects um i really enjoy like fusion food and i say that loosely some people hear fusion and they're like like i'm classically french trained so like half of me i'm like okay fuck you don't need to make fusion food but it is very fun um and i just there's a lot of 
different qualities of different regions that I really respect. Like Mediterranean is very like fresh produce forward, right? They've got all these like beautiful like herbs and vegetables. And then if you go more into like Middle Eastern, like their spices are fucking crazy. And even just like Asia as a general, right? All their um, like Japan, Korea, there's like six different types of Chinese cuisine, right? Because you got Shanghai, Shaoxing, yeah. all that kind of stuff, right? Um, so I can really go on about all of it. But my like personal favorite to probably like eat is I'm a big um, like ramen eater. Oh, really? Ramen, dumplings, <clears throat> Korean barbecue, that kind of stuff is very like my niche and also very Italian is how I eat. Oh, I love Italian food. Yeah. So I make hella pizzas at home. <sighs> I love Italian food. Yeah. Um, hella pizzas, hella pastas. The one thing that I actually really enjoyed is like just listening to you talk about that and I could see how passionate you are because I'm like, <laughs> it's not just like, yeah, I guess like, I barbecue, don't know, Taco Bell. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like Mexican yeah. food. Yeah. But like, no, you like you you could tell like you you have such passion for all of these other things Man, because you, you you've made so many different things and yeah. you have like the knowledge of how it's all put together that it's the one thing I found is like uh, cooking, baking, whatever have you is like therapeutic, but it's also kind of like art because in a way it's a it's a form of creation. 100%. Right? And everybody that's like a master in that craft is like an artist. Yeah. And I don't know if people appreciate it enough, but I feel like because you're going to smaller venues and it's a more intimate relationship with your clients, that's why you're getting the standing ovations. Totally. Or, well, I don't know if they're standing, but they're clapping. So that's <laughs> Clapping good. ovations, yeah. But, like, man, it is – it's sweet to see someone who's – when they're cooking and they're, like, so involved in it. Yeah. Because they're, like, hypnotized. Yeah. And, like, I think I haven't seen you cook, but just listening to the way that you speak about it, I'm like, she probably gets there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll figure a way around that. <laughs> yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited to try Yeah. One thank day. you so much. But um, any closing remarks for the people at home? Goodness gracious. Um, yeah. I'm not too sure. Like, if, if there's ever an event or even you're just trying to surprise, like, a spouse or a friend or something like that, um... I really do love what I do. It very much fulfills me, and um, I can't wait to kind of be in more people's homes and and create that uh, that relationship with them. That's awesome. Yeah. And I think we will have some cool ideas yeah. to collaborate on too. I'm like my the thing the totally. hamster's on the yeah, wheel because yeah, yeah. I'm like <laughs> stay <we> tuned. <laughs> the Cordon Blue franchise. Here we come. Here we go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> awesome. All right. That's that's good. Thanks for tuning in today. If you like what you heard, show me some love on social media. If you know of anyone that we should feature here on the podcast, hit me up. Or if you know anybody that's looking to buy or sell real estate, drop my name.